from the Lakeside Newsroom of the Henrico Citizen, your hometown news source since 2001. This is the Henrico News Minute with publisher Tom Lapis. Henrico County names its new chief of police and the county's board of supervisors appears to take a step closer to establishing a civilian review board. We'll have details about those stories and more in today's Henrico News Minute for Tuesday, August 25, 2020. It's brought to you today by the Steve Dowdy Insurance Agency with State Farm. And now for the news. Henrico County officials yesterday introduced new police chief Eric English. He's been the chief of police in Harrisonburg for the past two years, but has spent most of his career in this region with the city of Richmond, where he was deputy chief for a period of almost eight years. English will become the first black chief in the county's history. He'll join the department at a time when calls for additional transparency and more oversight for it are growing louder in Henrico, just as they are for departments nationwide. And if his time in Harrisonburg is any indication, those are calls that English will welcome in Henrico. After he arrived in Harrisonburg, he implemented new technology that allowed the department to produce regular reports about all of its arrests and use of force incidents, documenting the total number of each by year, as well as the race and ethnicity of the citizens involved. Both of those reports appear prominently on the top of the department's internet homepage. By contrast, Henrico does not regularly compile or release detailed use of force data, though it did compile such data, including the race and ethnicity of people against whom force was used during the first half of this year at the citizen's request in July. The agency does post online detailed arrest reports along with mugshots that are viewable from the most recent 30 days. While in Harrisonburg, English also conducted a review of department policies to bring them up to his desired standards. He created an internal force investigation team to review every officer use of force incident. He created a use of force review board, which includes two citizens to review those cases. He also created a peer support team for officers, an accident review board to analyze every officer-involved traffic accident. He implemented community walks whereby officers actively walk their patrol areas and develop relationships with residents and businesses. He placed merchant checkbooks inside businesses, requiring officers to sign them when they visited as proof that they were following the new guidelines. He also required all officers to undergo crisis intervention training to better prepare them for mental health calls and implemented autism training for them to better prepare them for possible interactions with autistic citizens. English also involved citizens and community groups in the creation of policies. During a June virtual meeting with the Harrisonburg City Council in June, Councilman Christopher Jones told English that he had heard only positive feedback from citizens of the community and said, quote, they're happy that they've got someone that will listen and be transparent and someone that they can interact with and have a conversation with, even if they're not happy with something or they have different views on how policing should be done. End quote. English attended the University of Richmond where he played on two of the Spiders NCAA tournament basketball teams. He graduated from UR with a criminal justice degree and then began work at the Beaumont Juvenile Correctional Center in Goochland. Six months later, he joined R- Richmond Police as a patrol officer. You can read all about Chief Eric English on HenricoCitizen.com right now. What appears the Henrico Board of Supervisors has enough votes to move forward with a civilian review board for the Division of Police. 
The board held a four-and-a-half-hour public meeting last night to discuss the topic at length for the first time and also heard from 30 citizen speakers, 22 of whom supported the idea of creating a board. At the conclusion of the meeting, three supervisors, Tyro Nelson of the Verina District, who has proposed the board, Frank Thornton of the Fairfield District, and Chair Tommy Brannon of Three Chops, publicly expressed support for the concept of a CRB. The other two supervisors, Brooklyn's Dan Schmidt and Tuckahoe's Pat O'Bannon, opted not to make their views public just yet. A majority vote is all that's needed to establish a review board. Supervisors reached an unofficial consensus to direct county staffers to study several bills related to CRBs that are currently making their way through the General Assembly and to prepare possible next steps based upon the actions that state legislators take during their ongoing special session. Nelson last night said, quote, we have a good police department and I continuously say that this is not personal. I don't think it makes me or anybody else a bad person because we're asking questions about the people who should be protecting us, end quote. Last year, the four-member Henrico Police Internal Affairs Unit investigated 122 internal and external complaints about possible officer misconduct and determined that 30 were supported by sufficient evidence. 78 others were exonerated, meaning no wrongdoing was found. Henrico Police Lieutenant Colonel Linda Tony told supervisors that officers last year had responded to more than 157,000 calls for service and separately had issued more than 49,000 summonses. While Nelson conceded that the overall number of complaints is very low, he said that a number of minorities likely have not reported incidents that they've had with police officers because they didn't believe anything would happen. He and several speakers asked for more data to be provided, broken out by magisterial district, race, and ethnicity, and other subcategories that could help provide more context for the numbers. Among speakers who advocated for the creation of a CRB were Kenny Raglan, the executive director of the Henrico Police Athletic League and a retired Henrico police official himself, who told supervisors that, quote, law enforcement agencies are not capable of policing themselves, end quote. Monica Hutchinson, a black woman who described being pulled over by police who drew their weapons on her because she had a disabled sticker in her window and told supervisors, quote, I shouldn't have to pray that I have a black officer come approach my car if I'm pulled over, end quote. The board also heard at length from former Henrico Assistant Police Chief Jim Fitzgerald, who told the board that creating a CRB, quote, just to say you have a board certainly will not help this county, end quote. He said that the division, which is one of only 18 in the nation to hold TRIARC accreditation from the Commission on Accreditation for Law Enforcement Agencies, or CALEA, already must meet more than 450 rigorous standards in order to maintain its elite status and that officials take their roles seriously. He cited a policy that requires any officer with three preliminary or formal complaints of any type within a six-month period to be entered into the Internal Affairs Review System for evaluation. Speaker Tricia Bayan told the supervisors that the creation of a CRB should not be a political or emotional act and suggested that they take racial considerations out of the decision lest they make it too emotionally charged. That didn't sit well with Nelson or Thornton, both of whom were black, and they both later pushed back at the thoughts. Said Thornton, quote, I heard someone say take race out. You can't take race out. We live in a racialized society, end quote. Nelson said, quote, there is a certain level of privilege, of white privilege, when somebody stands up and tells me to take race out of the conversation and not get emotional. The struggle is there is a lack of trust with black and brown people when it comes to police, end quote. Speaker Greta Randolph also addressed a comment saying 
that blacks don't have the ability to take the emotion of race out of the topic. Saying, quote, when our kids leave home, they don't get the option to not be black, end quote. You can read much more coverage from last night's meeting on HenricoCitizen.com. The second week of the Virginia General Assembly's special session began yesterday with both chambers advancing several pieces of legislation. Committees in the House and Senate passed bills that would provide funding into increasing voter access across the state. The Senate Appropriations Committee met first in the morning and advanced legislation that would provide funding for ballot drop-off boxes and prepaid postage for absentee mail-in ballots. Republicans pushed back on the language that would allow someone to transfer the ballot from the voter to the box, attempting to add an amendment that would require the voter to drop off his or her own ballot in person and make it a felony if that didn't happen, but Democrats killed that attempt. In the House, delegates completed the five-day process early yesterday afternoon of reading a motion on the House floor in order to suspend Rule 81, which now allows them to meet and vote virtually during the special session. The House Appropriations Committee met quickly yesterday afternoon to take up the same legislation that the Senate had earlier, and the House passed Bill 5103, which would increase access to the process of voting. The House General Laws Committee referred a bill that is designed to put a temporary ban on evictions to the House Appropriations Committee for consideration. It also took up a bill that would empower the governor to purchase personal protective equipment, or PPE, for private businesses voting 14 to 7 to advance that bill to the Appropriations Committee. And it unanimously passed a bill from Henrico Delegate Lamont Bagby that would make Juneteenth a legal holiday in Virginia. You can visit HenricoCitizen.com to read more coverage from yesterday's General Assembly session. Today's Henrico News Minute has been brought to you by the Steve Doughty Insurance Agency with State Farm. You can save up to 30% with Drive Safe and Save Contact Steve Dowdy today at 788-9022 to learn more.